0: The final roster is set ahead of tomorrow night's tip-off against the Atlanta Hawks. Mitch Kupchak had some comments with Sam Farber about the philosophy, a new philosophy for the team going forward. We'll discuss all of that today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we laugh. We live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free. We are available anywhere you get your podcast. And that includes YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app. You can create an account and you can use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Your first purchase that voice is the voice of my co-host Doug Branson, who you can catch on every Check out all of his work. It's about to ramp up with the season starting tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe there. Also, make sure what? you subscribe to his subtext where you get one on one access to Doug Branson and his crazy Hornets thoughts, just like mm-hmm. I do for about an hour of each day. That's David Walker. You can find him on Twitter at David B Walker. You can also find him um, as the foot candy King. If you are so inclined to call him that. So foot candy King, David B Walker, we can all discuss the final roster that is set. Doug was looking at it, asking us how we felt about it. Few two way guys, a couple rookies on the roster. David, you have the honors here of giving us your thoughts on anything that was interesting to you. That stood out to you from this final roster that was set yesterday officially and put out there into the Twitter sphere.
1: Yeah, I mean, not too many surprises for me, really. Honestly, I was curious to see where Leaky Black would land, just because obviously obviously have watched, watched him for I don't know how long was he at Carolina eight years or something like that. So <laughs> he was um, ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm just interested to see if if there's any room for him, if if there's any minutes for him in Charlotte. I just, I just, I never. You know, I love Leaky. I, I just never saw it uh, for him in the NBA just because of the lack of offense. And uh, I know the defense can be there. But, hey, he's got some length. He's certainly got some knowledge. He's certainly got some experience playing basketball. So so we'll see. I mean, otherwise, uh, not a, I mean, not a lot of huge uh, surprises on that front for me. And and having not watched any preseason. Um,
2: That's a good, healthy decision.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels good. It feels good. So I'm ready for a fresh start. What about, is it the two ways for you, Doug, or some of the younger
0: players that are on the roster, or is there, is it basically just, I knew all of this was going to happen and we move on anything from you
2: on the leaky black thing. We thought he was going to get his preseason debut in that final preseason game. Everything seemed to align. And I think they even interviewed him and he said he like brought his family into the spectrum center Uh and then he gets, (laughs) then he gets zero minutes. So unfortunate, but that's how it goes. You never know. Uh, if you're going to get some preseason time. But, yeah, so three two-way guys this year. That was a, a collective bargaining agreement change. Uh, they added another two-way position. So it's Tao on two-way, Leaky and Amari Bailey. And I, I guess the only surprise is that they're actually carrying 15 regular roster spots. That's not something that Mitch Kupchak typically does. He leaves you know a final yep. roster spot open. Now, some of these contracts, I think, are still – not fully guaranteed for the season, so though they have 15 now, does not mean that they will have 15 a month from now, so I'll have to keep an eye on that, but Edmund Sumner makes the team, I think, honestly, by virtue of the fact that uh, Frank Nilekina suffered a uh, fractured tibia injury that's going to keep him out for at least four weeks. I don't know if Sumner's going to get any or a, a, certainly not a lot of run uh, early in the season. But I think he's there now as an insurance policy in case you have another guard go down.
0: I I think the roster to me, it stands out as representative of something that we had a question on at the beginning of some of these late signings. One is that when we were questioning if Frank was a home run to make the roster, he clearly was because now he's injured for a month. And this was a guy that we could tell based off Steve Clifford's comments after the signing. But as soon as it happened, we're like, man, I mean, I guess there's a shot. He's not on the roster opening day, but that was never the case. They have high hopes for him defensively in the backcourt and that last roster spot. I'm with you, Doug. I do think that goes to Edmund Sumner. And if he's on the roster, it just might be temporarily or maybe the first month that Frank is injured and then he comes back and then maybe they look to open that back up. I'm not sure. The three two ways are interesting. As you mentioned, we knew that, but leaky black Amari Bailey and the other two way player is, uh, Teo Maladon. So, you know, leaky defensively, he's th- that that's the reason they brought him in, but it was kind yeah. of a question as to why they gave him the two way contract when they did. So not as surprising, but you're right. Like it's, it's, you know, the guy that didn't get any run in the preseason. So, Doug, any thoughts there from uh, my takeaways?
2: Well, I mean, I think the roster is top-heavy. You know, it's very dependent on the health and the play of your top three to four players. And then after that, there, there are just question marks everywhere in terms of both play and availability. I mean, the fact is the Hornets' two best defensive players that aren't centers are both question marks to play over the next month. And so even though I think the schedule favors the Hornets out of the gates, um, they've got some serious questions to answer as to whether or not they can defend uh, wing players for the full 48. And, and how much is that? I feel bad for Mark Williams at this point. He's got a lot, he's got a lot of homework, man. It's like the, he's in the group project and he's the guy that everybody just kind of looks at and goes, yeah, this guy's doing all the work. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, the other interesting thing is just for, you know, kind of trivia pur- purposes is Ooh. the Amari Bailey uh, being on the roster along with Nick Smith and uh, Brandon Miller. Uh, I mean, that high school class is 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 unbelievable, guys. So, I mean, look back <laughs> at those national rankings. Mm-hmm, uh, so, you know, th- there's some talent there. But I mean, Bailey showed flashes here or there. We'll see how, how if he gets any minutes at all uh on the court but uh but having them in there you know it's 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 uh it's an interesting little quirk of high school rankings that they all ended up on the same team but other than hold that, a pep rally, you know, time
2: to hold a pep rally I think yeah
1: yeah
0: and maybe I'm wrong on this I would like to know the last time you drafted three rookies or all of the rookies that you drafted you know James Najee obviously not coming over but they all are on the team I, I you know they they no. did this with Scotty Lewis, that draft had a lot of players, you know, I know when you drafted JT Thor, Kai Jones, James Booknight, so maybe it's not as crazy, but also that was a different time. So maybe context does make it a little more surprising here, especially with these comments we're going to get to with Mitch Kupchak, Doug, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at, all right, it's not crazy to think that they would have three rookies that they draft and they're all on the opening day roster when it's the post Kemba era and it's the immediate post Kemba era, because now they're clearly not looking to compete this year. They clearly are looking to compete, whether they will or not is the question, but that's what their goal is to do. And they still have three guys. Yes. You know, two way with Amari Bailey and even a leaky black who's a rookie. So, you know, not even drafted, but still serves the same purpose here. A lot of young guys. And again, we'll get to the Mitch Kupchak comments, but still a lot of young guys on the roster.
2: Yeah, and I don't know, again, I don't know how much you can really depend on any of those players to actually be ready to give you significant minutes. If you, The, the bottom line is if you see Amari Bailey or Leaky Black <laughs> or uh, even Nick Smith Jr., if you see them getting a lot of run, it, it won't be a reflection of their readiness to be a, NBA contributors. It will be a reflection mm-hmm. of the fact that the Hornets have invested in young players for the past 7 seasons and some of those have worked out and some of those haven't but it has left a, a hole in terms of depth and then they haven't really done a lot of investing in particular positions when it comes to getting out into free agency or trades to like solidify the backup point guard position they haven't done that they go bargain shopping and when when you go bargain shopping you're taking a risk uh, already that that player is actually going to be able to contribute on both ends of the floor but then, when Frankie Lakina gets injured, uh, now you, you've got to go to the backup to the bargain, and that's you know a pretty hairy proposition for a team yeah. that keeps saying playoffs. I mean, they keep saying this is a playoff team, but I look at this roster and I think, I get yeah, if like if all the stars align, absolutely. But uh, you know, I think we've just come off a season where none of the stars align. so
0: yeah through the play in it, it's a playoff team through the play in tournament if, if that, that, that maybe right like they they got to get through the play in well, tournament cha- it changed right Are they the of language-
1: the in season tournament or the, is that what they're thinking
2: of <laughs> the think language changed it. pretty quick it went from this is a playoff yeah. team to we don't care how we get to the playoffs yeah.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> um the last thing for me if you just look at the depth here i would say if we were bre- if we were to break it down bad court is shaky you have lamelo terry rozier but still Pretty damn shaky in the backcourt. Like the forward depth, we'll see what happens with Miles Bridges. Of course, talent-wise, would be a real absence on the court from him. But still like the forward depth, even without Miles Bridges, I think it's okay. And then center uh, position, you have a good starter. You have somebody that you're okay with as a backup. And not a lot of depth there, but a two-man center rotation that I feel comfortable with, that is not the worst two-man center rotation. So that's how I would break it down, just as far as the areas that I would be concerned about or feel comfortable with. Is that fair by you guys before we move on to the second segment?
2: I, I have one final thought, which is that sometimes you head into a season where you know what you're going to get from a particular group of players, and your season really hinges on can someone else pop off we know what we're going to get out of the best player the second best player the third best player and then some seasons you go into I think like this season where honestly like I think there are some big question marks about what you're going to get out of LaMelo Ball both from a health perspective and a game development perspective Terry Rozier it seems like this he's the most ready he's been since he's donned a Charlotte Hornet uniform can he reclaim because he had a I would say statistically had a good season, but there were some big question marks for Terry Rozier as well in terms of his efficiency. You can just go down the line and you go, well, I mean, that player could pop off. And so I think just across the board, this roster uh, needs to make small to large jumps in development pretty quickly if, if they're going to achieve the things they want to achieve.
1: It's crazy to look at this roster and maybe it's just sinking in for me at this point now that it's finalized, but you take away Miles Bridges, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the two free agent acquisitions they made from last year were Frank Nealakina and, uh-huh. and uh, Edmund Sumner. Oh, right? yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah.
2: You, you got it. Those are the two, You nailed it. That's that, it. Those are the two. End of it. list. Uh huh.
1: That yeah. is that is shocking. And I've known about <laughs> it for several months. Uh but to see it in black and white is uh, Well can I can is, I shock can I nuts. can I add to
2: that that the only Please. the only acquisition that was made uh in, in free agency the period year was Cody Martin.
0: Right. <laughs> They know. Can we, can keep going, yeah. keep going, I, I, can no, we keep going not. back and making it more not. shocking. I will not Each job season. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for the final roster. Yes, it, it is official now. It is there Hands in up. a graphic where Mark Williams is staring at the ceiling, holding a basketball, kind of smiling. It's a little bit of a weird picture for Mark Williams. Don't think they're doing him any favors, but that is the roster. It is set and we shall move on. I was talking about those Mitch Kupchak comments coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast.
2: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: Do those comments suggest a philosophy shift? We'll discuss it coming up next, but not before we talk about FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. It doesn't matter. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. After all, all, it is America's number one sports book. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. Even more than that. Visit FanDuel.com/slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. More locked on Hornets coming up next. Well, since Doug was just bragging before we were starting to record about how he was an accelerated reader when he was young. It's that, That's not a that, brag.
2: That's not a brag. That is a that is a fact. Yeah, uh, I, I, have see, the, I have the Pizza Hut receipts, accelerated reader brag.
0: receipts to prove it. Yeah, I think you you make a distinction between facts and bragging like you can't brag about a fact, but that's fine. You are the accelerated reader here, and I'm going to defer to you on this, just like I'm going to refer to defer the comment. Did, did you want to clear up this whole accelerated reader thing? You wanted to spend more time on how good you were at reading as an elementary school.
2: Well, I'm just going to say that I can't. I can't help that most of my facts uh, make me look good. I, that's just it. Just happens <laughs> to be that way, and that's not a brag. That's just the the fact is uh, that most of my facts. Uh, make me seem uh, great. And, you know, just have to deal with that. But I was an accelerated reader. And so I was the narrator in a lot of plays in elementary school, which I took pride in at the time because you got most of the lines. I just wanted all the lines. And the narrator has most of the lines in those <laughs> just, early yeah, school plays. But looking back,
1: development. <laughs> but, look-
2: <laughs> but looking back on it, you had much more fun dressing up as the wolf or. Little Red Riding Hood mm-hmm. uh you know I mean or you know it, it, not and look I wasn't you a tree were all these
1: ideas for costume changes and 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 yeah. and yeah now and now I love forward, it you know um
2: yeah. anyhow all right yeah, so Mitch Kupchak his
0: is making up for lost time because right. he was always the narrator so I'm sorry Doug one more time can you be the narrator P- probably plenty more times but this time can you be the narrator here on the Mitch Kupchak comments that he had to Sam Farber during the recording of the podcast Sam Farber host
2: Okay, this is what Mitch Kupchak said. Quote, we've been trying to build something that's sustainable. What does that mean? Well, let's get better and better every year. Don't mortgage the future. Don't make a deal just to get into the playoffs. And then once you get into the playoffs, maybe you lose and you look back on it and say, well, we gave up an asset or two or we got a bad contract now and we're still not much better than we really were. This group has a good mix of youth and veteran talent. And yeah, I think the playoffs is a realistic goal for us. And why not? Two years ago, we won 43 games. So with what I think is a better team, why shouldn't we be a better team this year? I think we're in a good spot. I'm not so much worried about getting a lot of picks right now and adding to this team via picks. It's always good to have picks because it helps you make a deal. You can't be too young. You can't just keep on bringing young players into the building. At some point, you got to produce, and I think we're in a position to produce." Unquote.
0: That was excellent. <sighs> oh, oh, thank no. you. Thank you. Yes. That was very good. No, no. Was now very good. I'm going to
2: go dress as a wolf.
0: <laughs> Make up for it, baby. Costume change. All right, David, what what are your takeaways when you hear that he thinks they're a playoff team, <laughs> that it's a realistic goal, and that they're oh a God. better team? That so they're a many... better team than they were two years ago when they won 43 games. David, take
1: the floor. It, it, it's just, it's such a roundabout quote because there's, there's truth in there uh i believe that they believe that they they want to keep building and and getting better i it just feels like you know to go back to the free agent situation they're missing a piece that other teams seem to be able to use uh to add and, and supplement uh their draft picks uh they just keep you know leaning back on the on the 42 win season um it just feels like we're repeating ourselves guys this feels like we're standing in, in quicksand and expecting things to change uh on their on their own and not kind of exploring all avenues like i hear what mitch is saying i just don't think it's going to ring very true for most fans who have watched over the last two years it's just hard to start to hear some of that and say okay okay yes we agree show us it's time to produce
2: I don't I'll, I'll take the other side of this. I do not hear what Mitch Kupchak is saying. I try not to because it seems like he can't go a You're couple reading. of months without coming up with some kind of quote that just makes me blow my top that just ruins my entire day. I think this quote is going oh, to ruin no. my entire day. Uh, because if the goal for Mitch Kupchak in this front office was to get better and better every year, then they have failed. They've gotten they've gotten worse over the past couple of seasons. Some of that has been out of their control, but I would say a vast majority of it has been in their control and they've sat by hoping, praying that some of these young players would develop very quickly and instead, they've gotten a bunch of off the court issues and they've and they've suffered some injuries as well. And so standing idle is not a strategy. I'm sorry, it's not. And I don't I don't love the fact that he's that he's saying, you know, don't make a deal just to get into the playoffs. That's exactly why you make a deal. And now he says that looking at a team, Walker, that has not made the playoffs in seven seasons. It is the longest playoff drought, active playoff drought, in the NBA right now. They have not won a playoff series in 21 years. Where is the sense of urgency? I don't want panic. I'm not asking for panic. I'm asking for a sense of urgency and someone to get on a microphone that represents the Charlotte Hornets and says, this isn't acceptable. This past seven years has not been acceptable, and here's what we're going to do to turn around. And instead, we just get the same old, as David was saying, the same old, same old. Well,
0: yeah, and, and he's been consistent on this. And it, not to, <laughs> this is not to comfort any Hornets fan that might be feeling what you're feeling, Doug. But he's been consistent on, once we're ready to compete for the postseason, I don't want to give up assets in order to just enter the postseason, and then get bounced in the first round of the playoffs and then think back on what we could have had had we not given up those assets. To be honest with you, largely, I tend to feel the same way. I don't want to mortgage the future in order to just get to the right, postseason and then get bounced in the first round. But I understand also that you would like to do just a little something to go back to what is the, what is the motto of our discussions based around Mitch Kupchak, do something. You would like to have just a little something, a little tinkering of the rotation. Maybe you trade something that's valuable, but not a first round pick that is, you know, only lottery protected in order to help the roster. And if that's what it takes, then Mitch Kupchak has actually, actually just sat on his hands and done nothing in those cases. And so that would be the frustrating part, but this is what Mitch Kupchak has talked about all along and I can
1: see how he's driving people insane by saying it constantly. Well, and the problem is they've never had a plan B. If they've (laughs) even had a plan A, they've never had a backup plan, and that Mm -hmm. goes to draft night, that goes to off-season, that goes to – I mean, don't want to have to mention free agency. As we mentioned, they barely have a plan A there. So when you have an entire draft class, recent draft class, that is Mm -hmm. now either not on the team, barely on the team, or unplayable, you – you, you missed an entire offseason to improve your team when you didn't hit on a draft pick. Hit on two. Hit on two, right? Two first-round picks, two lottery picks. Uh, Kai and, and Book Knight, they were both lottery picks, right? Uh, so, well,
0: Kai was not, but yeah. He was uh, a first-round.
1: Right, yeah. Right. So when you miss on those and then you don't do anything to make up for that or supplement that, that's going to torpedo your any, any efforts of building organically, even if your guys – uh, stay on the roster and improve. Lamella's improved. PJ's improved. Like, they have had guys, they were lauded a couple years ago for developing some of these guys, but then they go to Miami. Or, or you know, they, they they can't stay on the floor, or they're suspended for a year, and you don't have a plan B to make up for any of these shortcomings. You had a gap year last year. This almost looks like another gap year at the, before we even start the season just because of the upheaval and we don't know what's going on with the ownership and, and coaching in front of office. So it's more of the same stuff. And it's just going to be hard to keep selling that, especially if you don't have wins on the court.
2: I would also argue with his uh, assertion that this team is better than the team that won 43 games. Um, it's older. I think that, that well, I think that <laughs> it's the team the same team and it's older. Well, it's, it's not, but here's the thing it's not the same team. That team had a, a lot more shooting. Three point shooting than this team has. This team is going to struggle offensively. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to be a realist when I look at this roster, when we look at the final roster set, and I look at some of what they did in the preseason, and I take some of what happened last season, and I go, I don't think there's enough shooting on this team, frankly. Um, Frank being (laughs) one of the words there, because Frank Aquino, somebody that they're going to depend on when he gets back for a a lot of uh, minutes off the bench to guard wing defenders, they might be more balanced than that team because that team that won 43 games was exceptional offensively and terrible defensively. I think they're going to be mid uh, to to sort of on the lower end offensively and probably much better defensively this season. But I don't think they're going to win 43 games. The other thing I want to point out is that these comments are coming at an interesting time. There's, a, there's new ownership. There's the potential for a cleaning of the house at some point with the front office and, and the coaching staff. There, there There is a reset that I think is coming regardless of when it happens. I think it's coming eventually. And now you're starting to see, hey, a little bit of, of a philosophy shift here and saying, all right, we're done with the picks. We're done with the young players. Now we're going to compete. The problem is the decisions or I would say the lack of decisions that have come as a result of the previous philosophy has not put this team in a position at this point at a critical juncture for the rest of this front office's existence with the Charlotte Hornets has not put them in a great position to actually compete.
0: No. And I agree with the last half of that. The first half, I guess, like I see, I could see this team being better because there are upgrades. You're talking about Mark Williams, which yeah. is an overall upgrade at center. And that that's, that's a monster part of one side of the court and how you operate. And then so defensively, he's got to help him now, perimeter defensively, you might be right. But also to, to say that there was a lot more shooting on that team two years ago, I, the, the guys that aren't on this team anymore, or that are injured, it well, really Jalen McDaniels, who shot 38% from three, two years ago, not on the team. Cody Martin is banged up, played 71 games that year. Other than that, and Kelly Oubre, but you know we know what yeah. Kelly Oubre is. He's going to go crazy, but also shoot 34%. Like he's going to shoot 34% that season. So can Terry come up? You have Brandon Miller. Didn't shoot well in the preseason? Hopefully yep. we can take the college sample size more so than the preseason sample size. So like the three-point shooting, I don't think it's as drastic as it was two years ago, it, especially if Terry can improve from what he did last year, which was really bad.
1: And you're Hummelzee. banking on Brandon Miller, Hummelzee. yeah. They got to get Brandon Miller to at yeah. least give you the McDaniel's three point percentage, which at this it, it feels like a bare minimum, right? If they're even hoping to to do anything and improve on that, so um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, it's it, it's it, it. I don't we I don't want to start this preseason or this season, right, on this foot of just like as soon as we step on the court you know, it's going to be, we're going to trip and fall. Like it doesn't feel good to start like that, but, but it's hard to look back at the moves or lack thereof uh, and, and feel like they've made any progress from two years ago because last year was such a, such mm-hmm. a loss. So, so, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know, Doug, I'm waiting on this new messaging, right? I mean, because look, there was an opportunity for new ownership to step in and, and and say something uh, pretty recently and, yeah. and no one has said anything. And so I'm not saying it's not going to happen or not coming, but we, we have, we don't know, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a change in messaging coming out of that building that you would think so, but, but, but it's, it's yet to prove itself. Well, and Doug, last
0: thing, how could you say there's more three point shooting two years ago, a lot more when Nick Richards has been sitting on this gift that he's going to unleash this year. Nick Richards is going to unleash his three point shooting prowess this season, Doug, he's going to fix all the problems.
2: (laughs) Uh, well, if I'm Mitch Kupchak or I'm Steve Clifford, I'm making a visit to that locker and saying, "Nick, it's time." Okay, I know we've asked you to hide it, uh, but now yep. it's time. We're ready to produce. You trail
1: man, it's yep. there
0: for you. Uh, yeah, Let's go. Let it fly, baby. Let the centers let it fly. Big All right, Nick. <laughs> coming... Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Come up. Uh, coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast.
2: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: We're going to debut a new segment that's going to be, I believe, weekly and maybe even hosted twice a week. We're going to do it, especially with David in this next segment. Bet the buzz. What does it all mean, Basil? We'll talk about it in just a moment. (laughs) Now, before I discuss (laughs) Game Time. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Yes, he did. Yes, thank you, David, my number one fan. Game Time (laughs) is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And they also offer all-in prices that show up your total Upfront front or show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees buy tickets in seconds with just two taps it's that easy plus they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets take the guesswork out of the buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-n-b-a Locked on NBA do that for $20 off. You can download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed debut in a new segment coming up next. Thanks to our partners at FanDuel. We have decided to launch a new segment this year, Doug, I will let you take the floor on bet. The buzz you have created concocted something nuts for us to go through as sickos this year. Tell the people how it works.
2: Well, we need something, I think. We're, we're going to need something at some point this season um, to make it all fun. And, and so, why not partner with FanDuel uh, to do something here called Bet the Buzz, where all of us are going to uh, essentially draw what I've made these little ping pong balls here uh, with uh, numbers on them. Well, this one doesn't have a number. Get out of here. We're going to draw these ping pong balls that all have numbers on them, and the numbers correspond. I'm sorry,
0: correspond... that's what the NBA did when they found out the Hornets got Wemby. They just said, <laughs> nah. get, get,
2: get it out, of <laughs> the out of here. Spurs, yeah. I'm going to randomly draw a ping pong ball uh, for each of you. And uh, that ping pong ball has a number on it. And that number corresponds to an action, something that you have to bet uh, as it regards either. Sometimes it could be the Hornets game. Sometimes it could be another game in the NBA. Uh, So it's really leaving our betting to chance. We're all going to start with $25. And uh, at the end of the season, we'll tally it up. And whoever has the most money will donate all of the money that we've acquired through this venture uh, to a charity of our choosing. And so we'll reveal those charities uh, at, a, at a later date. Uh, but we are going to begin the Bet the Buzz, the inaugural Bet the Buzz uh, with David only, Walk, Walker and I will do our drawings tomorrow in uh, in our pregame segment. So are you ready? I'm super excited. Uh, okay. I don't have a theme song yet. I'm working on it. We're going to bet the bus. That's a working. I'm working with that right now. I'm workshopping that a little bit, but that's where we are.
0: It's a great start. I appreciate the start. And now I'm excited for not only the segment, but the theme song that goes along with it. Why don't we hit it, David? Are you ready to go with bet the buzz?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel a little sure. bit left out of hanging out of dry here, but I'll, I'll tune in tomorrow and see what you guys do. So yeah, I'll be the pig. Let's do this thing.
2: Okay. I even have a camera shot set up to uh, show you what, and, and also I didn't show this. Let, me go, oh, back. Actually, let me go back to the triple shot so I can uh, actually uh, let everyone know the process here. So I have all of the ping pong balls in a duffel bag that I think I acquired in 2017. It's still hanging around. It was a free gift from the Hornets. It's a teal and purple uh, duffel bag here. I honestly, I thought about buying like a bobcat's emblazoned uh, satchel to do like a to actually do a sicko satchel, um, but the only one that I found was on eBay for like a hundred dollars. And
1: <laughs> we've got to do eBay. We've got to do a new eBay find segment because I, I found it's some true. bobcat stuff the other day that is not worth very much. Go ahead. Okay.
2: So let's let me get back to my bet the buzz screen here. Okay. And are you are you ready, David, to find out your fate? Fate is going to determine how you are going to bet. I'm rummaging. I'm rummaging. I have selected a ping pong ball and it is
1: 34. number
2: 34. Now, hmm. what does 34 Never mean read. in the game? Oh, number 34 is the number worn by Robert Tractor Trailer. And for this game, it's the Tractor Trader. You have to bet $1 on the opposing team. So you all of the bets are generally $1 unless uh, indicated okay. by the game. But, yes, tractor-trader, you have to bet $1 on the Atlanta Hawks. How are you feeling about that bet?
1: And the Hawks are giving uh, three points, right?
2: Yeah, that would have been a good thing to probably start yeah. the segment with is to actually right. tell you uh, what the odds are. So <laughs> the odds right now, Atlanta Hawks are getting three points, Uh, Hornets are giving three points, and the over/under is at two thirty-five. But maybe, maybe Walker and I will draw the over/under. There are a lot of different options here. I can't wait to reveal them all as we go along the process. But yes, um, the 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 Atlanta Hawks. You're getting yeah, so you're giving three points. But I I think the first game of the season,
1: I'm pulling against the Hornets. Perfect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, it's for charity. You know, you got to do what you got to do for charity.
1: (laughs) It's always for charity. So All that's right. it. That that went
2: that's, awesome. bet, that's bet the bus. That's yeah. 34 attractive trader.
0: That was easy. All right. All right. I like it. Also 34 Walker Mail's high school number. 34. Oh, I, I would add that. Yes. That's classic. what I wore. That's a classic. yeah. I I
2: mean, nice. listen, guys, I'm so excited to get into some of these. There's Thor's hammer where you have to hammer the over or under. There's Kemba's Killer Crossover, that's the number 15, where you bet $1 on the Hornets and $1 on any other bet related to the game. There's Cody Martin's number 11, Twin Powers Activate. You can clone any of the other balls that you want. Wow.
0: This sounds so like the game in Friends that never made it to the airwaves because it's too complicated and it just became a simple question and answer game.
2: But <laughs> wait till you get wait till you get to number fifty-three. That's truth or Daryl. You either have to tell the truth or you have to bet all of your money, or no, half your money, on a team hmm. that Daryl Dawkins played for. So I hope someone <laughs> okay. draws that wow. because I want to uh, yeah. know some juicy details from one I of these gentlemen.
0: Daryl Armstrong. I thought Daryl Armstrong, too. Man, Fayetteville, baby. Yeah, we're so NC. Yeah, he went to my high
2: high school, too. Dang
0: (laughs) it. All right. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. That is David Tractor Trader Walker. Follow him on Twitter, at David B. Walker. The Pharaoh of foot candy, the king of foot candy, just foot candy, all that stuff. <laughs> That's Doug Branson, too. You can find him on his sub stack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, and you can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday, Walker Mail, from 12 to 3 p.m. Thanks for making us your first listen, too. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. Make sure your second listen is Game to Game NBA. The NBA de- debuts today. I don't know the matchup, though. I know it debuts today. Lakers,
1: but, Nuggets, yep. Suns. Warriors. Sweet. Oh, West perfect. Coast. Best yeah. coast, I guess. No, All right, no coast. East Coast love. All right. So stay
0: up late and uh bring in the new NBA season and then make your second listen game to game NBA. They'll have the results for you. They'll have the top performances for you, just like they do every single game. All right. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow where uh some Hornets basketball leads us off.
2: You gotta bet the bus.